This episode is brought to you in part by The Table Podcast from the Hendricks Center at Dallas Theological Seminary. I'm Daryl Bach, one of the hosts, and I invite you to join us as we discuss issues of God and culture, which includes anything and everything. Listen on your podcast app or at dts.edu slash the table. You're listening to episode 138. I love my life! Of the in-between podcast, where you'll discover ideas to build a strong, connected, and joy-filled marriage and family. My name is Daniel Lim. And I'm Christina M. Well, yeah, your life is pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> because you're in it. Aww. <laughs> but do you know who didn't love her life 12 years ago? Mm. That's a good intro. Mm-hmm. Our guest today is Emily Lay. And man, we had such a blast talking to her about uh, really 12 years ago, the life she didn't love and how she was able to build a life that she loved over the next 12 years. Mm-hmm. Because 12 years ago, instead of trudging along and hoping her dream job would fall from the sky or completely giving up, she decided to dig deep and found a way to do the hard work of changing her life. Today, Emily is the founder of Simplified, a successful brand of planners and home organizational tools for busy women. I also use her planner for podcasting. It, it is top notch. She is the best-selling author of four books, and she is a wife and mother of three. She created a life she loves, and she's on a mission to help other women do the same. All right, so let's listen into the interview. Well, welcome, Emily. We're so glad to have you on our podcast today. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, we did already talk to our podcast family about you in our intro, and we actually mentioned how 12 years ago you found yourself living a life you didn't love. Uh, Mm -hmm. But instead of you settling, you decided that you wanted to change your life. Would you be able to fill us in a little bit about your journey from, I call it, unsatisfied Emily (laughs) to the founder of Simplified Emily. She has a name. I love it. You need a doll line too. (laughs) Come on. I love it. Yeah. I, so 12 years ago, uh, almost 13 now I was um, newly married and I had been doing all of the right things and checking all the right boxes. I had a master's degree and I was working in a fantastic job. I was traveling an hour each way to work every day. Um, On paper, like everything should have been fantastic, but I was kind of miserable. And I was thrilled with being a newlywed. Like that part of life was great, but I was just really felt very stuck in my job and um, not fulfilled in what I was doing. And I actually worked for a women in leadership program at a large state university. And I saw these women that were doing these things. And I was like, wow, like they're, they're building stuff and like really contributing to the community and just utilizing their gifts. And I want to do that. Like I want to be on fire for what I do. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what that was going to look like, but I also knew my dream job didn't exist. Um, I really wanted to be a mom one day and I wanted to have flexibility as a mother to show up at the Halloween party at school or do whatever. (laughs) And I couldn't do that in the the job I was in. So I kind of had a a penchant for graphic design and always wanted to kind of learn how to do it. And so I started making stationery on our home printer and selling it on this brand new platform called Etsy that nobody would ever heard of before. (laughs) And um, like Twitter was really cool and Facebook, there was no Instagram. Um, And I, 
like early on started sharing my journey, like as an entrepreneur, which was not a thing back then. Like, mm-hmm. I think I had one friend who made aprons for a living and that there was, that was the only mm-hmm. entrepreneur I knew. And, um, over the years, it just kind of grew. It was, it started as a guest room side hustle and I didn't take a paycheck for two years so that we could run it debt free and put the money back into it. And then I left my full-time job. Um, and when our first son was born, I had started, it was called Simplified and I was making, I was making things to help busy women like myself, like notepads and notebooks and things like Mm -hmm. that. And I remember very distinctly walking through our house. We lived in Tampa at the time and walking with my, my baby on one hip and my laptop on the other and a pile of laundry falling out of chair nearby. And I was just like, why can every other woman that I know keep it together? And like, make dinner and do work and take care of their kids. And I am just trying not to fall apart. And I remember going to Target and looking for, you know, because all of life's solutions are found in the aisles of Target. (laughs) Let's Right. (laughs) I remember walking and just being like, I just need like a tool. I need like a folder or a a trapper keeper or like a planner (laughs) or something that would help me take this crazy mess of a life that I felt like I was drowning under and make it simpler. And everything I found had a lot of bells and whistles, like a lot of boxes to check and things to fill out that really just made me feel like more of a failure. And so I went home frustrated and created my own planner with a binder and Sharpie and just kind of mocked it up like what I would do with it. And it took off from there. Um, It just very quickly, we tapped into this idea that you can look at a complicated situation mm-hmm. at a, a stuck feeling or a messy life and you can simplify it to make it something that really is beautiful and mm-hmm. contributes to the community at large and it's been so fun like that's the really short version of a 13 what? year career <laughs> filled with a lot of mistakes and a right. lot of books the road but now we have an online store um, where we sell our simplified planners and organizational tools. And we also have a um, licensed collections in Target, Walmart, Office Depot, and Staples with a company called At A Glance. And I get to write books about doing the things and simplifying life and organizing and, you know, building a life you love. So here we are. <laughs> there you it. go. <laughs> I love how you took a snapshot of like 13 years and was like, okay, I know. this is the simplified like version, really. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I, exactly. I feel like I gave you like the cliff notes. We could have like a week long conversation about what how that all unfolded. But yeah, that's it's, the it's highlight. Like, <laughs> it's like on Instagram when you go like the the reels. Oh where you yeah, snap, you're like yeah yeah. Uh, it's just like that. Why Emily snap? Yeah, except it takes like 45 yeah. minutes to make that reel. Yeah, we yeah. get it. And don't, don't ever let anybody tell you it's that easy. I swear, yeah. social media, social media is such a double edged sword. Like wonderful, yeah, and I built my business on it. But man, right. you see yeah, a lot of right. flowers on Instagram, but you don't this see all true. the dirt and the roots that's and what they're growing right. in, and that's the tears and the thorns, all the things. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, Emily, something that you said was really intriguing because you were, uh, you know, you said you're a laptop and your son in, the, in one hand and the other. And mm-hmm. then you um, were thinking, 
wait, how come everybody else seems like they can juggle all the things, but I can't? Mm -hmm. And I think that it's really easy. I'll speak for myself that I felt the same way. And it just, as I looked around, everybody else felt like they had it all together, but I didn't. And it was really hard during, I don't know if you felt like this too, but during the early years of motherhood, I felt like I lost myself. Like I had this really big dream of who I was going to be. And then kids came and I um, was the one who well we both decided but I was the one to stay home and take care of them and I felt like I lost myself Um, oh yeah are you able just to you know talk about you talked about a little bit in your book and even in your own life um how as women maybe people are feeling the same way like I feel like I've lost myself who I am Mm. how are we able to discover or rediscover who we are at our core Oh my gosh. Okay. I love this question so much because I know that feeling like so distinctly where I look around and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm Emily wife to Brian. I'm Emily mom of Tyler, Brady and Caroline. I'm Emily of Simplified. I'm Emily Lay on Instagram, but like, who is Emily? Like deep down under all these hats that I wear. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, there are times in my life where I've been like, I just, I feel like I'm just giving and giving and giving and working and working and working. And like, I've lost complete touch with who I am and with what makes what fills me so that I can be, so I can pour out onto these other things and these other people. And I think growing boldly, like came out of that feeling, honestly, of being like, what do you do with that? Where, how do you grow when you're just trying to get your feet on the floor every morning? You know, like mm-hmm. the idea of building something is fantastic, but like, what if you're just trying to survive and you feel so disconnected from yourself? And I think what it comes down to is giving yourself permission to take time for you. Wow. That's where it starts mm-hmm. that we, we schedule doctor's appointments and car tune-ups and all the things, but like, when do we give ourselves time to be refueled or to be nourished by anything? And I think, I think it's, it's a, I have a really long answer for this that I'll spare you because it's all in the book, but I think that it's, I think it's just so important to make yourself a priority and to say, mm. I am going to take care of me. Like I would a child. I'm going to put myself first. I'm going to put my oxygen mask on first and mm. in all the ways I'm going to make myself a priority so that I can wear all those hats and do all those things, you know? The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babyland, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. That's so good. That's so good. So I would love to um, actually walk uh, around the build philosophy in your in your newest book. But before I do that, I don't know if any of our listeners caught this, but you yeah. said uh, computer in one hand and baby in the other, not smartphone. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> I have an early photo of Christina holding our eldest. 
uh, and she's she's um, 11 this year. So actually holding her and Christina's on a chair nursing our baby and her laptop is open on the ground and she is oh. she is using her toe her bit my big toe yeah. <laughs> to scroll through facebook <laughs> oh, that's how we that did it so <laughs> yeah now we have smartphones so right that's true I, yeah. I think i probably did the exact same thing we learned we had yeah. to oh, yeah. we had to adjust right <laughs> yes right awesome okay so aside from that tangent in your new book growing boldly emily you walk your readers through your build philosophy uh to help them build the life that they love so i would yeah. love for you to tell our podcast family about that philosophy and the five practices you focus on yes so I love a good structure. <laughs> and I think this concept of building a life you love is just so it can feel so like grand and like, how do you accomplish all these things, you know, and um, I wanted to break it down into things that were bite sized and tactical. And so I created this um, acronym around the word build, and the whole book is framed around it. So the, the B stands for believe in who you are and whose you are. And through these chapters, we kind of walk through this process of self-discovery and getting to know yourself again, all the things that make you tick, all the places you've been, the things you've been through. I really believe that like there's nothing wasted in the making of who you are. And mm-hmm. so walking through that is really great because at the end of this, this process, I think you're left with the bricks it requires to build a life, any life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's the B. The U is utilize what you have. And this is all about resources. And um, a lot of times we think that we don't have enough resources to do all the things. And um, we often have so much more agency and choice and resources than we think. I mean, I built a company off of watching YouTube videos. <laughs> you know, if you have a computer... You have a lot of resources. Um, I also, let's see, what's the next one? That is the you. So the I is imagine the life you want, the life that you love. And this is all about visualizing where you're going so that you can map, you know, point A to point B and break this big dream you have, whatever it is that you've discovered through the first section, break it down into actionable steps so that you can actually get there. Um, I think visualizing where you're going is so important. Mm -hmm. And then the L is love people well, all people. And I think this was is like really important to me to include in the book because we have this responsibility to live our best life well um, and fulfill our potential. But like we also have this responsibility to the world at large and making an impact in our communities and bringing up others. And so this is all about impacting others in our circles and communities. And then the D stands for do what matters and forget the rest. And that one is one of my favorite phrases. Um, I think a lot of times we have so many things on our plate, it's hard to know where to start or what to do first. And that's all about prioritizing and choosing the one thing that we're not going to let go of that day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And and plus, uh, not only is that an incredible framework, but man, your book is, how did you make it so beautiful? (laughs) Like legit, you even have like one of those bookmarks you get in Bibles. Oh it's my just, god! The ribbon. It's, Thank it's you. the ribbon. It's so beautiful. It's so oh. beautiful, and yeah, thank, thank you. you for 
building uh, such a beautiful resource uh, mm-hmm. to help to help all people walk through this. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm just so proud of it. <laughs> oh, and you should be yes, definitely. You definitely should be, podcast yeah. family, there. Um, it's a beautiful book. It is stunning. Also, I think one of the things that um, is really just incredible about it is there's literally space for you and Emily has prompts for you to journal and to be able to break down the five steps of the build and to really write in it. And I know some of you might be like, it's too pretty to write in. I'm giving you permission right now. I know it's pretty, but you can write in it, okay? (laughs) Because it's going to be so helpful for you just to be able to really break down every section and be like, okay, what does it mean to build a life I love? What does it mean to love others well? And um, I just really think it's going to be an amazing resource for you, especially in a world that turned upside down this last year maybe all of us are feeling a little off kilter and being like i don't know what to do next Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm, yes absolutely absolutely and i i have to take absolutely zero credit for how beautiful this book is because i (laughs) work with the most talented amazing women who contributed artwork and photography and just i mean i it's a dream team for sure Oh, love it. Love it. You know, uh, the the subtitle, I just want to focus in on just a little bit. It's Growing Boldly, and the subtitle is Dare to Build a Life You Love. And especially this past year, I mean, there are so many things that get in the way from us being able to build a life that we love. Yeah. And I know I, I love your story uh, because the last book that I wrote, um, I wrote about the fact that we all have these side hustles, this side yeah. hustle culture, the fact that the gig economy, I mean, 30 to 40% of the American workforce, the Canadian workforce as well is a part of this gig economy, right? With yeah. side hustles, like it is just rapidly growing. But unfortunately, uh, this gig economy and this lifestyle leads to this susceptibility of believing lies and defining yeah. ourselves exactly the way you put it, right? I'm where, I'm, I'm this Emily, I'm, or I'm I'm this Daniel, I'm this Daniel, and I'm this Daniel. And, yeah. and it's so easy to allow the lies that our world feeds us define us. Yes. Um, and mm. they often do get in the way of creating the life that we love. Mm-hmm. So we would love for you to just share um, what lies you believe most often keep women and men, uh, men as well uh, from chasing their dreams and creating the life that they love. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the comparison trap is just so tricky, you know, like, I mean, I do it too. I I look at social media and I still get in that mindset sometimes where like my life is hectic and everybody else's life looks really beautiful and easy. And why is it, why is life sometimes hard? You know, I remember during COVID I, I would look around on Instagram and people would be posting these beautiful pictures of how well their kids were doing virtual school and i'm like have you ever yeah, tried the to do one virtual minute that it was good <laughs> Seriously, yes, we tried I this mean, year and it failed uh, <laughs> you guys virtual kindergarten times two was a nightmare oh, oh my goodness oh, a nightmare yes. and we had the best we have the best school the best teacher i mean just every we had everything it just mm-hmm. was absolutely bananas and i you know i fell into this trap of like okay, well, they must just be waking up earlier. They must just have more help. Maybe I'm not, maybe I don't have enough money. Maybe I don't have X, Y, Z. Maybe I don't have uh, enough people helping me. Um, Maybe I'm just not creative enough Hmm. to create the schoolhouse in my house or whatever it is. (laughs) I think that we, we convince ourselves that we are just not enough. 
We're just, right. we're just not enough of all the things. We're not skinny enough. We're not wealthy enough. We're not pretty enough. We're not interesting enough. We're educated enough. And what's funny is like, when you step back away from that, you can realize that those things about you that you sometimes feel like make you unqualified to have a life you love, that's actually what's going to propel you towards that. Right. And so we have to look at the lies we feed ourselves. We have to name them. And then we have to remove them. And the most important part is we have to replace them. So mm -hmm. we have to replace them with the truth about ourselves that fits in that spot. Not just declining the lie, but saying like, I'm going to, this is the truth I'm going to believe. Mm. I, I mentioned in the book that I often feel very ill-equipped to write about my faith because I wasn't raised in church. Um, I was raised by amazing parents who were very faithful and, and taught me my faith, but we didn't go to church every Sunday and I didn't read the entire Bible. I, you know, I didn't memorize scripture. And so when I write about my faith, I write it from a very, almost like a childlike perspective of what I've learned as an adult. And I had to flip that on its head and say, no, Emily, when you go to Target and see your book on a shelf next to incredible women who have these beautiful ministries that are speaking so eloquently about things, you don't say, I don't get to sit next to you. What you say is to yourself is how fantastic and what an honor it is to speak about your faith in a way that's so approachable wow. that mm -hmm. not only is it acceptable and, and easy to digest for young Christians. It's also something that, that is inviting to people who aren't Christians, who aren't believers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the truth. It's not that I'm ill-equipped. It's that I'm actually equipped in my own special way, you yeah. know? And so we just, we have to approach these things proactively rather than just allow them to sit in our souls yeah. and suck us dry. The wait is over. Find out what happens in the thrilling conclusion of the 12th Dead Sea Squirrels book, Babylon Breakout. Hi, I'm Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, voice of Larry the Cucumber, and author of The Dead Sea Squirrels. Get ready for more daring rescues and hilarious jokes as Merle and Pearl and their animal friends embark on a ridiculous mission to bust the kidnapped Gomez family out of Babylon, a Bible-themed amusement park with talking animals. Young readers will love the nutty misadventures of 10-year-old Michael and his friends and will learn all about biblical life lessons such as forgiveness and friendship. Read all 12 Dead Sea Squirrels books. Available wherever books are sold. Yeah. That's so good. You know, Emily, on our podcast, we love talking about the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I just, um, I'm, I'm thinking about what you just said here and, and going back to the uh, the Emily of 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would love for you, if you feel comfortable, to to yeah. kind of talk about a lie that you believed um, like years ago when as a young mom, right? As a young yeah. mom and, and you were scrolling through and, and you were doing all that you were doing and, and just how you were able to identify it, call it out and and, mm -hmm. and, and get over it, but also uh, replace it with the truth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important. Um, it's funny. I, I've never been asked this question before, but the first thing that popped in my head is my first book, Grace Not Perfection. It's mm -hmm. literally written as the answer to this question. Yeah. I, as a new mom, well, let's say as a new mom to three kids. So I had a four-year-old and little twins and my life, my house was so chaotic. I mean, Brian and I always say that we thought for sure God would give us one child that was like the wallflower or the quiet one. Mm 
And he did not. We have three <laughs> like really amazing big personalities. And Brian That's and I are awesome. big personalities. So it's loud here. And <laughs> and they live in my house. Like they like take things out and don't put them away. And yeah. I am very um physical clutter is mental clutter to me. And so yeah, hear when my house doesn't look magazine worthy, it to me feels like everything's falling apart. And I struggled a lot when I had little twins and a four-year-old and was running a business out of our house that there was just, it was a mess. And that meant that I was a failure as a mother. That meant that I was a failure um, or, or that meant life was extremely difficult. Um, and it also meant I would never find real joy because I was only joyful when everything was perfect. Right. Mm. Wow. And not just in our home, I think it's probably a metaphor for like what was in my brain as well, but Mm. I wanted perfection. And to me, when I when things were perfect, I, then I could be happy. But only when things were at that point. And mm. if you've ever had a kid in your house, you know that like you might get your house back to square one, but it doesn't stay that way for long. <laughs> and so I had to realize like that was a lie. And the truth that was going to be replaced in it is that God's God's grace tells me that he expects no perfection from me, that Mm. what it means to be a good mother is to be present, to sit amongst the pile of Legos and be Mm. with them. Um, It doesn't mean that they have a color-coded Lego organization. It means that they can dump the box on the floor and I will sit and play with them. Mm. And so Mm. I found a lot of joy in the mess when I allowed the mess to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's very powerful of that end. Yeah, we're living in the mess right now. <laughs> I know. You should yeah. see my office right now. I was actually just telling someone else this, that like they, we were on video and they were like, your office is so beautiful. And I said, you can only see the shelves behind me. But what I did before this video is I took a laundry basket and my arm and I sweeped. I just swept everything into the basket and dumped it on the floor. So yeah. That's awesome. I get that. Been there, Things are not that. always as they appear on Instagram. <laughs> just has to fit into a square, right? <laughs> just has to fit into a square. It's so true. That's right. Everybody and then your Insta awesome. stories can show the real the the yeah. real deal. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Very true. Well, Emily, I love how um, we talked already about maybe the mom who is um, trying to find herself again and trying to figure out really what does it mean to live a life you love. I'd love for our last question, if you could address another stage of a woman's life. Maybe they are running their own business or they are working and they are just trying to juggle all the things, especially mm-hmm. during COVID. Maybe they have kids at home doing uh, Zoom school and they never mm-hmm. intended to. Maybe they yeah. were always wanting to work in the office because that's where they could concentrate better and so on and so forth. In mm-hmm. this last year, as you've been living the same life as as others in this, uh, in this new era, do you have any yeah. advice that has really worked for you in terms of balancing that work and life? Yeah, I, I think it's it's all about perspective. Um, the, there's a verse in Ecclesiastes that tells us that there is a time and a season for everything. And what I learned during COVID is that this thing that we've all experienced together, it's a season. We know from history that pandemics don't last forever, hopefully, right. and that this will eventually end. So this is this thing we've gone through is a season. And what what I've always said is that Okay, so it's kind of like riding a bike, right? Um, This idea of balance, um, we're constantly leaning from left to right to keep from Mm -hmm. face planting, right? So we're constantly (laughs) shifting our weight. 
And mm-hmm. so it's like that with seasons too. We have to, like if we're leaning hard into a season that's really hectic or that is really work heavy, like me today, like it's, wor- it's very work heavy. So I'm leaning hard over here. I, I have to counterbalance that to keep from falling down with a season that is family heavy or that is the, whatever nice. that counterbalance is. And so when you embrace that perspective that this is a season and we need to just figure out how to get through this season because eventually it will end. I mean, it's like having little tiny kids. When you have babies, you think that it's always going to be that hard. And it's, it's just, it's not. <laughs> eventually, Brian and I say, if you can get them all to four, like you're good. So once they're going <laughs> exactly. to four, eventually. You're out of the trenches. <laughs> absolutely. You're yeah. out of the trenches at that point. And so it's, you know, sometimes seasons are minutes long. Sometimes they're years long. Hmm. And with, with difficult seasons like COVID or young kids or, or, you know, facing tragedy or whatever um, it is, we just have to remember that it is a season and it's okay for us to put in the work right now or for us to rest right right now, whatever that looks like. It's okay for us to take care of ourselves so that we can do the things we need to do. And then there will be a season for other things. You know, I think it's just about framing it in your mind to know that it won't last forever. Hmm. That's such, that's such wise words, Emily, because I think sometimes in our culture and our day and age of instant gratification mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, anyone can just go and download your book. I mean, I yeah. obviously get the print version because it's so much better. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, right. But because it's just literally you y'all have to see it. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank um, you. But, but, you know, we, we live in this day and age where you could just get it right now and to wait yeah is is a is a lost art it's a it's a discipline that we all need to grow in i mean there's that uh it's it's patient uh in most translations but uh, i think in the king james it's long suffering Suffering. Mm -hmm. right and it's just like how how can we be long suffering how can we be patient how can we grow and gain perspective which is so hard i mean as adults yeah, yeah, it's hard enough for us. But when you look at a kid and be like, no, you got to wait till next week for your birthday present. They're like, that's an eternity. And you're like, <laughs> an no, eternity. it isn't. Yeah, and I was like, right. no, it isn't. And I was like, wait, I'm actually the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel right. the same way. So so your word on on that and, and understanding, regardless of the season, that podcast family, you find yourself in recognizing that it is just a season, right. that there mm-hmm. will be another season is is I love that. Absolutely love yeah. that. So Emily, thank you so much uh, for being on our podcast. We just so appreciate you. you And uh, we would love, so obviously your book can be picked up wherever books are sold, but can you tell us a little bit more about where people can learn more about your company and and find your resources? Of course. So you can find Simplified and all the things really at emilylay.com. It's L-E-Y. And then I'm on Instagram at emilylay and also at Simplified. And then we actually just launched the simplified podcast um just a couple weeks ago yeah congratulations thank you it honestly like i swore i was never gonna do it but i fell in love with audiobooks so much that i and i you know i needed it to be the right time for me too and so this season for me has just been perfect for starting this podcast it's little it's bite-sized 15 20 minute episodes Mm. and it's just so fun i've really enjoyed it Yay, That's we love awesome. podcasting. We so. do too. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll be sure to put all that in the show notes too. So awesome. our, our podcast family can listen into your new podcast as well. So thank you, thank Emily, you. so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me.
We hope and pray that this episode was encouraging to you and gave you hope for uh, perhaps the season of in-between that you might be in. So if there's someone else that came to mind as you were listening to this, we'd be honored if you would share this episode with them. You can hit the share button on your favorite podcasting app, or you can just text them or email them the link inbetween.org slash episode 138. All right, Christina. So next week on episode 139, who are we going to be talking to? We are going to be talking to Jimmy and Kristen Scrogans, and they're going to give us a guide to crucial conversations with our kids. All right, we'll catch you next week.